and I was I took the notes on my cell phone, so it wasn't a lot of notes, but I just kind of read it out to her. She was like, "Oh my, what a powerful word!" I'm like, "No, no, no, it was more powerful than it sounds." <laughs> you know, I wish you were there. You know, I'm just I'm just giving you some snippets. You know, but I really thank God for the word we got this Sunday. Um, you know, it really was a word from God. It was an answer to, to many questions that I had uh, for this season. Um, it's our sweet 16 year, right? Amen. Um, there was a passage that Pastor read, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Before we go into the world, let me just say a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in, in our midst. We thank you for the season that we're in. We thank you for how you... You've been speaking to us in such a direct way, such a powerful way. Lord, we are, we are enjoying this season, Lord. We are enjoying this season, but we also know that there's more that you have for us, Lord. Take us deeper. Take us deeper than we've ever been. Yes. Lord, reveal yourself to us again. Reveal yourself to us afresh. Let your word come, come, come in a powerful way. Let it come in a new way. Speak to our hearts. Speak to my heart, Lord. Speak to my heart, Lord, this evening. Do a new thing in me, Lord. Do a new thing in us tonight. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, I've been blessed by not just the word from this, this weekend, but um, over the last couple of weeks from Pastor Edgar, from uh, Minister Olu, a very practical word from Minister Olu last week, you know? Yeah. He kept it real. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> kept it very real. Um, there was a verse that Pastor read on Sunday that I just want to start off with. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. James Version says, For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. The Amplified Version says, For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry and enjoy to the full what is promised. Um, you know, I, I missed out on the start of this year. I, I wasn't at the crossover service. Oh, I was, but I left early. Um, and and the, the watch night. No, I was at the crossover service, but I wasn't at the watch night, at the all night all night prayer. Mm -hmm. um, and and the word that was kind of birthed, you know, for this new year. And you know, I've missed out on some of the services as well, but but I, I feel like God is helping me catch up. Um, the recap that we had, we had a brief recap on Sunday as well. You know, and I've been so blessed by by all the word that's been coming. Um, so we've received a promise. That says 2016 is our sweet 16. Okay, I think that that is a really really cool title, um, a really really cool theme for the year. You know, back in Nigeria, people come up with some hectic titles. <laughs> this is my year of divine favor and multiplication, acceleration, and <laughs> I get like, oh, <laughs> are we doing maths? Are we doing gymnastics? <laughs> sweet 16. I like that. Amen. I like that. Um, but the question that I, that I had this evening is, you know, the promises come, great promises, great prophecy. You know, for me, that is a prophecy. You know, it's, it's not just someone coming to you and telling you tomorrow you're going to be a millionaire. That is a prophecy, you know, that we can all claim, uh, lay hold to as a church. Sweet 16, my year of sweet, my sweet 16 year. 
the question I ask myself is, okay, what do I do now? You know, what do I do today? What do I do tomorrow? What do I do next week? Okay, we have 366 days in this year. It's a leap year this year. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? And and for me, I've I've felt like a, a warning from God about this year. You know, I felt like this is a year where God has made it clear to me that I cannot afford to joke with him. I cannot afford to joke when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to my relationship. I can't joke around. That if I want to see everything he has, everything he he you know, the instructions that he wants me to the steps he wants me to take and and, and, and they are you know the direction that he wants to give me, I need to seek him like never before. You know, it's it's been like a warning, like a warning. Don't mess around with me this year. Do not mess around. This is not joking. Time of joking has come and gone. My God. Okay, we've been babies for long enough. Now you need to wake up. Come on. Now you need to wake up. You need to seek me like never before. Seek after my will. Seek after my kingdom. Seek me in prayer. Do not dare to leave your house without saying a word of prayer. Mm. Do not dare do it. Okay, my mercy has kept you for long enough, but it's time for you to grow up. Mm. I've been, I've shown you mercy that you untold mercies that you that you cannot imagine. Mm. I have favored you beyond what you you, you where you think I favored you. But this year, I need you to be serious. Ooh. I need you to seek me with all your heart. Seek me in prayer. Spend time interceding for the lost. Set a target for souls that you must win for Christ this year. Mm. You must win for Christ. It's not a, it's not a, I'll see how it goes. This is my target, Lord. Help me. Grace to do it. Give me the opportunities to reach out. Spend time interceding for the church, for the house of God. This is, a, this is a year where, you know, where God instructs you, where the opportunity arises to give sacrificially to the needs around you, you know. To pray for others even more fervently than you, you, you've ever prayed for yourself. To pray for God's house more than you've ever prayed for yourself, for your need. To seek Him like never before. Um, Hebrews 10 verse 36 says, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Perform the will of God. Perform the will of God. We don't, we don't ever stop performing the will of God. Okay? The will of God is that we should go out there and you know, do good works so that other men will glorify Christ through our works. You know, what is good works? Well, we can expand on that another day. But the will of God. But how do we know the will of God if we, if, if we, don't, if, if we don't hear what he's asking us to do, what he's instructing us to do. Um, the story of Abraham, God told him, Abraham, sacrifice your son, your only son Isaac to me. Abraham stood up. It says, and Abraham got up in the morning. So he, did, he didn't give himself a few weeks to think about it. Oh, which mountain, where should I go? It says, it, and Abraham got up in the morning. Um, it's in Genesis, I don't have the verse right now, but he got up immediately, mm -hmm. spontaneous obedience, mm -hmm. took his son Isaac, and he set forth on the journey. <coughs> now, Abraham heard God clearly, okay? He heard God clearly. But imagine if Abraham stopped hearing God while on his way there. Imagine if, as Abraham was going forth to sacrifice his son Isaac, 
his heart still wasn't panting for God. He still wasn't seeking to hear God's will and direction. You know, he would have ended up sacrificing Isaac. Yes, he heard God's voice say, go and sacrifice your son, your only son, Isaac. He heard that voice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm thankful to God that Abraham kept listening to God. He kept listening out for God. Yeah, yeah. Because if he hadn't, if he had stopped listening as he as he picked up the knife to start to to, to 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 sacrifice Isaac, he would have gone ahead and and, and, and done it under God's own instruction. Mm. But there was another instruction that came after that. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, God came and made provision. Yeah, we all know the story. Yeah, this is a year where we can't afford to take holidays from God. Mm. We can't afford to disconnect mm. and say, mm. oh, you know. I've done my 21 days of fasting. It was really good. Okay. You know, just a couple of days, Lord. You know, let me do all the things that I, you know, I really miss. Let me catch up on all the soapies and, uh, you know, that I, that I kind of cut out. You know, let me. No, no, no. We can't take holidays now. This is a new level. This is a new level. We can't joke around anymore. I'm so, you know, if Abraham hadn't been listening, hadn't been hearing out for God, he would have killed his own destiny Jesus without Isaac there's no Jacob without Jacob there's no Israel without Jacob there's no Judah from which King David and Jesus came out of without Jacob there's no Levi from which Moses came out of too you know so it's when I say I've just been sensing like a warning a warning a warning to say listen here if you don't take this thing seriously God forbid you use your own hand to kill your own destiny. God forbid you take the wrong step. God forbid. God forbid. I have to hear his voice daily. I have to, I have to spend time daily. I cannot disconnect. I cannot disconnect. I cannot disconnect. Not even for a second. Not even for a day. The Bible says he loads each day with daily benefits. You know, I interpret that to mean that, you know, every day, every single day, there's a testimony waiting for me. But to be able to access that testimony, I need to, you know, I need to do whatever instructions he's asking me to do. You know, each day is different. Maybe today there's a different way I need to go. There's someone else I need to talk to. I, I, I you know, to access the testimonies that has God for us every day, we have to seek Him daily. And I'm talking to myself here, okay? This is for me. This is the warning now that I feel God has for me in this year. And, and I believe He has that for all of us this year. We seek Him with all our heart. We seek Him daily. We continue listening now for Him. We don't take His voice for granted. We don't even presume that, oh, great, this 21 days of fasting has been, has been awesome. You know, pastors, our pastors and our ministers have delivered such, such amazing word. Now we have enough download to hold us for the next couple of months. We can, we can, we can rest on uh, reserves, on the reserves. We can, we can use it like a, a reserve tank. You know, we, we have those reserves and then every now and then. No, we need fresh. It needs to be fresh every day. We need to seek his word every day. Um, is it cows that when they eat they um, they regurgitate so they start, you know we need to be seeking God daily we need we need fresh word 
we need to keep our ears open, our hearts open, our eyes open to whatever He has, he has for us. Amen. So, what do we do while we're waiting for the promise, the fulfillment of prophecy or, or the promise? Great promises have been spoken um, over this house by, by the father of this house, by our, our spiritual father of this house, uh, Pastor Arthur, by other pastors and ministers. Great, great promises. Really, really great promises. But what do we do? What do we do now? Okay. Um, I think it was the last week of December where I was just reading the Bible and this story, I mean, I've read the story many times, but it really, really jumped out to me and, and I felt like that was God kind of calming. I'll, re, I'll go through the story now and I think I've shared it with one or two people, but that was God kind of calming me down for this year. Um, it's the story of, of King David and it's really a story of how David became king. I'm sure we all know the story, but for me, this was a, you know, some of the lessons that I learned from that story, uh, you know, is really what I wanted to share tonight. Um, and maybe you can title this, you know, How God Fulfills Prophecy, or Steps to the Fulfillment of Prophecy. We've received great prophecies, we've received great promise. Now what next? Um, if you turn with me to First Samuel chapter 16, Now, most of us would know the story of David. He was a shepherd boy, I think. Um, he was the son of Jesse. He was out in the, in the bush looking after, after the animals. And Samuel came up to Jesse, or Jesse, and uh, he was looking for someone. He was looking for who was going to be the next king of, of Israel. Mm -hmm. He goes through all the sons, and he's like, "No, God, God hasn't showed him who, who, you know, who's, you know, it's, it's neither of the sons that he's seen." And then, you know, Jesse go, you know, says, "Oh, but we have one more." Uh, and then they call up David, and in one Samuel sixteen verse thirteen it says, "Then Samuel took the horn of oil, and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David." From that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. The anointing of David in front of all his uh, fellow brothers, it, it was a big event. It was, this is Samuel. Samuel is, is the, uh, the high priest, the prophet of Israel. He's in effect the, the leader of the nation of Israel at mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. And his anointing, the shepherd boy, it had a, you know, it was the prophecy. It was kind of saying, you are going to be the next king of Israel. Yeah. That was the prophecy. That was the promise. Yeah. Right? Um, we then know the story of what happened. A couple of chapters down the line, we won't read it. Saul calls David to come and play the harp and the lyre um, for him to help make him feel better. So from being a shepherd boy to a Maybe a couple of weeks later, he's now playing for the king, for the prime minister. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of chapters later, 
some big guy called Goliath shows up. <laughs> and uh, everyone's running scared. <laughs> but David is like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Yeah. <laughs> This is the guy that used to play the, the harp and the lyre. <laughs> you know. And we know the story, David defeats Goliath. Yeah. All of a sudden, he becomes a superstar. Right? Mm -hmm. Guys are singing, Saul has killed his thousands, David is ten thousands. The whole nation of Israel mm. is just celebrating him. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm sure David's head is like exploding, man. I'm just amazing, you know. <laughs> so just see the see the promotion that David is going through from being a shepherd boy to being anointed to playing the harp and the lay for the king, a private uh, you know, session, to being celebrated by the whole nation of Israel as this great warrior. Mm -hmm. If I'm David, I'm thinking, man, the prophecy is coming, man. Look at it, look at it. You know, this is it. Next thing, I'm king, man. I mean, so look, you killed a thousand, I killed ten thousand. Come on now. I'll make you my vice president, so just, just give me the throne, you know? Mm -hmm. But we know that all of a sudden, Saul gets jealous. And from the ascent that we see in the life of Saul, he basically has to run away for his life, you know, to, to stay alive. He runs into the wilderness, he's sleeping inside caves, he's, you know, climbing up bushes and, you know, just to stay alive. Now, from that I said, it's like, you know, total demotion, right? And it's like, okay, what is going on? I, the prophecy, I was anointed in front of my brethren, right? If I'm him, I'm like doubting, did someone know what he was doing? Mm. Isn't that the cycles of life that we sometimes go through? Yes, yeah. David had every reason to be pissed off at Saul because, in fairness, he hadn't done anything against Saul. It was the people that were, you know, praising him. You know, Saul had killed his thousands, David his ten thousands. Um, and then there was an opportunity for David to take the, the fulfillment of prophecy into his own hands. Uh, we know the story of how David finds Saul and, and Saul's men in a cave somewhere, and, you know, he could literally kill Saul there and there, and boom! become king, right? I mean, Saul is trying to, you know, it's, it's, it's self-defense, right? If someone's trying to kill you and you kill them first, I mean, you're not guilty of anything, right? Um, 1 Samuel 25, and just turn there. Now, before the encounter that David had with Saul and his men in the cave where he had the chance to kill Saul, um, he had an encounter with a lady called Abigail. Now, Abigail was the wife of a guy called Nabal. And anyway, it's a long story, but basically, Nabal had done something against David. So this is all of this is happening while David is still running through the bushes and just trying to stay alive. You know, this is where he was writing those psalms, you know, like my enemies are against me, da 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 da, da you know. Mm -hmm. um, he has an encounter with Abigail, and what does Abigail say? So, Nabal does something bad to David, and David is about to, you know, go and kill Nabal, okay? In his anger, he felt he had every right to, he was about to go and kill Nabal. 
Um, twenty-five. I'll read from verse twenty-eight to thirty-one. This is Abigail speaking. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my lord a sure house, because my lord fighteth the battles of the Lord. And evil had not been found in thee all thy days. Sorry, not that verse. Let me just double check. Do we have the NIV version? Verse 30. Verse 30 and then move on to 31. Okay, 30, when the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, mm -hmm. my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed of having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. Okay, basically what she was saying to, to David was to say, I don't know how she knew this, but she knew that David was anointed king by God, that he was going to be the next king. And she was saying, do not, do not take vengeance into your hand on this matter, even though you have every right to. Because in taking vengeance, you are putting a stain on yourself that could cause you to not become ruler of Israel. So she's saying, you, you have this promise from God, don't, don't do this thing that will open you up to possibly losing out on your destiny. Mm. So, so she was just basically saying, um, yes, you want to kill my husband, but please don't, because not, not that my husband doesn't deserve to die, but that I'm worried about what it will do to your own destiny. Mm. The next chapter, um, 1 Samuel 26, this is where David finds Saul in the, in the cave. And... David had a chance to kill Saul in uh, 26, verse 8 to 25. You can read it later. But David opts not to. And I believe, I believe that way, not for the lesson that Abigail had, ta had taught David, perhaps, right, perhaps, that once the opportunity came his way to kill Saul, he would have taken, um, taken it into his own hands. Mm. And in doing so, he would have wrecked his destiny completely. What are we to do while we wait for the fulfillment of promise? Hebrews 10 verse 36 said, do the will of God. Yeah. Do the will of God. Do the will of God. We'll read later on in um, 1 Samuel 31. So five chapters later, I don't know how much time period had, had lapsed. But basically what happens is that while David is busy in the bush trying to stay alive, Saul goes into some weird battle and he dies. After he dies, um, the next in line, I think Saul's son, Ishbosheth, becomes king. As soon as he becomes king, there's a coup. Ishbosheth gets killed. The guy who led the coup is now king. And then he then dies in another battle. 
and literally what happened was while David was basically in you know in the forest uh, trying to stay alive people came to him and said hey here David come and be our king you know they literally gave him the crown mm. he didn't have to fight anyone he didn't have to kill anyone he didn't have to destroy anyone he didn't have to get into you know family politics of you know the, the direct sons of, of souls that were in line you know the lineage of Saul that were in line to take over even they come down and said, no, David, you be our king. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the lesson that I felt God was telling me, you know, going into this new year was, I have given you promise, I have given you prophecy, but let's be clear, you do not have the power in your own hands to fulfill that prophecy. Mm. I gave the prophecy, let me fulfill it. Jesus. But while I go about fulfilling it, all I want you to do is focus on doing my will. Thank you, Lord. Day by day, focus on doing my will. Do my will. Do my will. Do my will. Just focus on me. That verse that says, Seek ye the kingdom of God and everything else shall be added. You know, I almost think of it as, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all that the world is dying for and fighting for and killing each other for it, destroying each other for all that they are, you know, striving for it. I will give it to you. Mm. Just seek me first. Abba, yeah. All that the world is being deceitful about, playing all this politics. I don't have time for politics. You know, lying about and strategizing and <laughs> just seek me first. And I will give it to you. Thank you, Jesus. You have no power in yourself to bring about the fulfillment of that prophecy. It's not your own prophecy. It's not your own promise. We've heard the year sweet 16. In my own strength, I cannot bring about that sweet 16. Okay? Otherwise, I would have brought it last year. <laughs> we'll change it. We'll call it sweet 15. You know, come on. <laughs> I do not have the power to bring about a good. So let me do it. Mm. And in seeking his will, in seeking, in seeking after him, I believe he will give us instructions day by day. He will guide us. He will guide us. Let's stop fronting like we have it all together and we have all the plans. We know how, you know, I do step A, step B, step C, step one, two, three, and then I get there from there. And let's stop playing games, okay? Mm. If you want to do it the way the world does it, you know, does it, then go ahead. You know, but you got to play it by their rules if that's the case. But if we want to do it God's way, let's play by His rules. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let's seek after His kingdom. Let's seek after His will. Seek after His way. Thank you. And let's set tangible targets. One thing that I've done this year is I've, I've actually created a prayer log. So I, I, I have one drive on my laptop, on my cell phone, on my iPad. And I, you know, Every time if I'm praying and something comes to mind, I just put it there to say, this is what I'm praying about, or this is what I want to pray about, or this is what I have prayed about. And I just want to keep a record of it. You know, and as you pray, God will lead you as to what you should be praying about. And when you see the results to those prayers, you know, create another list, call it your testimony list, and, and start putting a record of it. And you will see what the Lord has done. You will see that indeed He's the one bringing about the answers to your prayers. 
and that will keep energizing your faith and then you keep seeking him more. You know, maybe sometimes we get tired of seeking him because we don't see any difference. But if you keep a log of it, you'll actually see the difference. You'll see God at work. And maybe that will, you know, give you the energy that you need to, to keep at it. You know, so, so to conclude, I mean, we'll, we'll pray, but really to conclude, it's just a case of, it's our sweet 16 year, as declared by a pastor, you know. But there's what we must do to do, you know. We just need to keep hearing his voice. We need to seek him daily. We need to follow after him. We need to pursue after him. We can't joke around. Like I said, I heard it's a warning. Don't joke around this year. And let's, let's put God to the test. Let's, let's try that for a whole year. Let's say that every, you know, every day of this year, man, I spent, you know, I sought the Lord. Let's see if by the end of this year, it, won't, it wouldn't really have been a sweet 16. I don't believe that's possible. Mm. I don't believe it's possible. I, it cannot be possible. My God. That we will see God every day of this year and we won't see a difference. We won't see a tangible difference. My God. Yeah. God is not a liar. It's not possible. Uh, no. Come on. Yeah. No. He's not a wicked God. He's not a cruel God. He's mm. not a player. He's not playing us. He's mm. real. He's God. You. Thank you, Lord. He's God. Let's just rise up to our feet and, and, and you know, I, I'd like us to pray as a church and then, and then we'll break out into groups. Uh, to you know, two by two at the end, but I want us to just rise up and pray as a church, you know, and just really say, God, the grace that we need to seek you daily, to seek you daily, to seek after you with all of our heart. We have sought you these 21 days. Thank God for the grace. But you know what? There are 344 days in the, you know remaining in the year after the 21 days. Let us seek Him for those 344 days. He loads each day with daily benefits. Every morning I wake up, I have an expectation in my heart that the Lord has something for me today. He has something for me. Something that will bring me closer to my destiny. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. I think the biggest reward God can give any of us is that He will bring us closer to our destiny. He will take us right into the center of our destiny. So let's just cry out to God. Just talk to God in your own heart. Just say, God, the grace that I need to seek you daily, the grace that I need to seek you, to seek after you with all my heart, with all my strength, grace to pursue after you with everything that is within me, grace to pursue after your will, after the lost, grace to turn, you know, to reach out to, 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 to those in the, in, in the community that need a touch from you. Grace, Lord, give me the grace, grace to hear you. To hear your voice. Open my ears so that I'll hear your voice. Let's just talk to God. Just talk to God. You know, where you are, just talk to God. Talk to God right now. Just talk to Him and say, Lord, grace. Give me the grace that I need. The grace that I need to seek you daily. To seek you with all my heart, Lord. With all my heart. With all my heart. Grace, Lord, to step out of my door any day without spending time. And say, Lord, here I am, your servant, to talk to you to fellowship with you, to communicate with you, to connect with you. Grace, Lord, grace, grace, grace. Give me the grace that I need. 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 Lord Jesus, give me the grace. Give us the grace. 
Give us the grace that we need as a church, O oh Lord. We know our lives cannot be the same after seeking you. We cannot seek you in, in, you know, in, in vain. We cannot seek after you in vain. We cannot seek after you in vain. You are not a God. You are not a wicked God. You are not a player, Lord. God, in seeking you, we will find you. And in finding you, O oh Lord, all that we need, all that whoever want, all that, all that we desire, all that the world is striving for, Lord, that you will grant to us, O oh Lord. Grace to seek after you. Lord Jesus, give us the grace that we need. Give us the grace as your people. You know our hearts, O oh Lord. You know that we are planting for you. Lord, we realize this evening that for our survival, for our survival, we have to seek after you. It's no longer a choice. We have gone beyond that point where we can choose which days and which days and which weeks to switch off and go on holiday. This year, Lord, no holidays, O oh Lord. No holidays from you. No holidays from you, Lord. We can't, we can't go on holidays from you. Wherever we are, Lord, we will seek after you. Wherever we are, we will seek after you. Wherever we are, we will seek after you. We will seek after you. Grace to seek after you, Lord. Grace to seek after you, Lord. Grace to seek after you. Grace to seek after you. And Father, Lord, as we spend time in your presence, as we spend time fellowshipping with you, Lord, we ask that you change us, oh Lord. Prepare us for our destiny. Change our hearts. Give us an Abigail encounter, Lord. The encounter that David had that changed him, that, that, that prevented him from ruining his own destiny, Lord. Lord, we pray for encounters, Lord. In our prayers, Lord, we will encounter you. We will encounter you. We will encounter you. It won't just be monologue upon monologue, Lord. It will be a fellowship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We will walk out of our prayer rooms and our prayer closets knowing that indeed we met with God. We walk out, you know, walk out of our homes confident and boldly, boldly saying that we met with our God this morning. We met with the creator of the heavens and the earth. No evil can come our way. No demon in hell can attack us anyhow. We are covered by your blood. In seeking you daily, in seeking you daily, great will be our reward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that grace that you're pouring out to this house. Thank you for the grace you've poured out our way grace to seek you Lord. Thank you for the grace you've given us this 21 days. Lord, for some of us, we have to continue fasting. We can't stop now, Lord. Grace to continue fasting. For some of us, we have to make some decisions, Lord. The decisions we've made during our fast, we have to continue doing those things, Lord. Grace to continue doing those things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our hearts and in our minds. Thank you, Lord, for putting us in that place where our heart desires to seek you, Lord. For many people, that's not even their heart desire. Lord, we have that desire tonight. We have that desire. All we're asking for is for your grace. For your grace to do it. It's work, Lord, but with your grace, oh Lord, your grace is more than sufficient for us. Grace to seek after you. Grace to always hear your voice. To always hear your voice. The one says, my sheep, they know my voice. Lord, this year we have to know your voice. Just to stay alive, we have to know your voice. We can't disregard your voice. We can't think we're hearing you when it's the devil that we're hearing or our flesh that we're hearing. Lord, break us from the inside, Lord. Break our flesh. Break our, break, you know, every spirit of pride that is in us, Lord. The spirit of pride that is in me, Lord Jesus. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down, Lord. Destroy pride, oh Lord. Destroy pride that is in me. Destroy every flesh that is in me. Destroy every flesh that is in us, Lord. 
Lord, give them as we're in that place of Gilgal where you are preparing us, Lord Jesus. Take away, strip away everything in us that is not of you. Everything in us that will hinder us from going into the center of our destiny. Everything in us that could ultimately lead to us destroying our destiny with our own hands. Lord, give us the grace that we need. Give us the grace that we need, Lord, to pursue after you with all our strength. All our strength, Lord. Actually, not our strength, but your strength in us. Thank you for the strength that you're granting us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lord, we can't stop saying thank you for all you've done for us, for all you've done for us, for keeping us alive, for keeping us alive, for keeping us breathing. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I just want